I'm your dream, make you real. I'm your eyes when you must steal. I'm your pain when you can't feel. Sad but Must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a ham. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Bears still suck, the bears still suck, the bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck. And still suck they do, and they are now below 500, exactly where they belong after the Packers laid the smackdown on the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. And speaking of SmackDown, check out the Game On Wisconsin store where we have a brand new uh, shirt that is, I've been told it has been uh, inspired by some 1990s wrestling NWO. I recognized it from the Pat McAfee show because I didn't watch wrestling when I was a kid. Sorry, everybody, but I didn't. And there we are, guys. It's the illusion of complexity. So I hope you enjoyed the special intro that we had for you this week. Uh, I know it's typically a look ahead kind of show that we have, but beating the Bears is always fun listening to Matt Nagy piss and moan about his defense, which has carried him throughout pretty much the duration of his career as the bears head coach was quite funny uh, with all due respect and apologies to our friend last week, the llama. Now I feel really bad. Bad llama. Uh, thanks to him for joining us and uh, taking the ass kicking in stride that the Packers handed out. Although at this point he's got to be used to it. That's 43 of those. It's only 15 losses since 1992. But let's get to the Eagles. Uh, I'm your host this evening. I am Jacob Westendorf. I'm live in the game on Wisconsin Studios and your host for the illusion of complexity. And I am joined by the newest member of OnlyFans, Zach Jacobson. Zach, how are you doing? Did I? What? Did I? Did something happen? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, thank you guys. Yeah. This is a new turning point in my career. I ditched the whole journalism thing. Uh, now I'm on OnlyFans. So. Yeah, my first my first fifty subscribers get uh free subscriptions. So yeah. Nice to be here made, with you. <laughs> yeah, I made the page. Uh it's mostly his uh earlobe and pinky toe. So <laughs> hot. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so. Um yeah. and with us as well is uh Aaron Alice, the queen of the show, and I don't have anything mean to say about her. So um other I mean I know she broke my heart a few years ago. Oh but, my god. You know, uh, she'll never own up to it for whatever reason, but you know, Aaron, you could have had me and you said no, and I'll never forget it. Well, you know, it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it being a heartbreaker. My bad. Oh, brother. Heartbreak. <laughs> well, and my heart apparently is still broken here four years later. So that's where we're at. Um, guys, thanks for coming. Uh, thank you for being coherent and sober. Apparently that's a challenge some of these days. So, uh, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town, listen, Eagles fans are prone to getting a little rowdy when it comes to, uh, Packers games. I've been actually, you know what Eagles fans, I will say this, Tim Backus wrote, uh, his two minutes of hate today, which is hilarious. Uh, every week. And he does, he said something, I think he used the term assholes and assholery within like three words of each other, which was pretty funny. I will say that I've been to several games with Eagles fans in attendance, and I think they get a bit of a bad rap. Not a, not a lot of one, because there's certainly the stories that you hear, but a bit of a bad rap. Weren't they throwing full beer cans at people? Like, <laughs> And batteries, snowball, snowballs with batteries at Santa Claus is my personal favorite story. That's funny as hell. I mean, right? I would bad, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just like the concept of just throwing a whole a whole ass beer can at somebody and like batteries. It's like, why the hell would you do that? You know, maybe they're just throwing beer cans, just trying to give them to them. Maybe they're just misunderstood. They're like, here, bro, have a beer. And they chucked it at their face and they're like, oh, well, you know, we were just trying to give you a beer. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe we're the ones that's like, we're just maybe misconstruing their actual actions. I mean, I've never met, I've never met a bad Eagles fan outside of like online. I mean, every fan base has their bad eggs online on social media and stuff. You know, even Packer fans are obviously guilty of that. Like one of my good friends is uh, Bryce is, is an Eagles fan and he's, he's great. I know him for like 10 years, but I mean, I don't know if you guys have had any bad experiences with Eagles fans. Actually, I've been in the stadium. I went to a Vikings Eagles playoff game in 2008. It was Rogers first season as a starter. I had a friend of mine that was an Eagles fan. He gave me a free ticket. And I went as an Eagles fan because I'm not rooting for the Vikings. I mean, come on. What do you th- I'm I'm a lot of things, but I'm not an undomesticated animal like a Vikings fan is. <laughs> but I went in and I remember that a Vikings fan dumped a full plate of nacho cheese on my high school. I was uh, 17 years old at the time. He dumped it on my high school letterman jacket because I was wearing an Eagles jersey at the time and he was pissed. So um yeah i don't have a second favorite team but i guess you could say i have a soft spot for the eagles Uh, i have for a really long time i spent a lot of my childhood rooting for those donovan mcnab andy reed teams that went to the nfc championship games felt like every year um i said the other night i don't remember who i was talking to uh but i said i think it was it might have been jimmy christensen and i said that had the eagles won uh, one of those Super Bowls in that early, because I, uh, you know, it started around when I was ten and still relatively impressionable. Um, had they won a Super Bowl in that time frame, I may very well be an Eagles fan at this time point. But for the most part, it's maybe not because I mean the Packers have been just such a huge part of my life, obviously. But it's one of those every time we play them, I hope we beat them because my dad's an Eagles fan, my uncle's an Eagles fan, and we've had a lot of cool experiences and seeing the Packers play the Eagles, but. Yeah, like I said, I think they get a little bit of a bad rep, but, you know, throwing batteries and stuff at Santa Claus. <laughs> to be fair, at the time of that incident, Santa had yet to gift them a Super Bowl trophy. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But that's where we're at with the game this week. The Packers will play at 325 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's wrap up just a little bit very, very briefly, um, which is a specialty in in Aaron's life. But very briefly, Aaron, <laughs> let's wrap up uh, the the Packers. <laughs> I love it when Zach like just gets the joke at the very end. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's wrap seconds, but yeah, let's wrap up um, 53 men from Chicago and resulting in disappointment um, for their favorite team. Oh, so you know, my mother listens to this. She's gonna... <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Okay. Let me... with innuendos tonight. I'll, I'll tell you that I am. I'm not saying that those 53 men have, come through your apartment or anything like that, because that would be completely disrespectful. And I would never say such a thing, but no, you didn't say it until now. Well, (laughs) I suppose. Yeah. Zach's right. I just did. Uh, (laughs) Nonetheless, guys, uh, Aaron, let's, let's talk about just what happened in the game and what your takeaway from it was, if anything. Uh, it was really nice to see my biggest takeaway is uh, Darnell Savage. It was so awesome to see, him emerge because you could just see like the past few weeks he's been like almost there and he's been playing he's gotten so much better and he's sorry my cat is like wanting attention right now um and he's been he's just been kind of on the cusp and you know for him to have a breakout game it was really awesome to see um and again you give kudos to the offensive line i mean mac and roquan smith were invisible uh, the entire game, um, except for, you know, Roquan Smith's little like, uh, unsportsmanlike behavior towards the end of the game when, uh, the laser show came out. But, uh, yeah, I think just like both sides of the ball, it was a lot of fun to watch Preston coming out game too. Oh, it was fun, especially as a Chicagoan. It was really, really great to see a classic Packers beat down of the bears. That it was, and it's become the norm. You know, I'm, I'll be 30 in September. I say that with a special shout out to Jason Perrone, who likes to point that out every chance he gets because he's twice that age. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I'm starting to hit some milestone ages here, but 43 and 15, I know Todd and Jimmy, Todd Varney, Jimmy Christensen hate when I say this, but it's not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry if the other team doesn't win and the bears don't win. And when I say that, just let shade be shade. Stop fucking ruining it you morons 
Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Zach, what was your takeaway from the Chicago game? <laughs> I wish you could see Zach's face. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, just, I haven't heard Jacob say that word on air in a while. Uh, anyways, we have a segment called Mary Fuck Kill, and I've said fuck <laughs> each of the last three weeks. Okay, well, outside of the context of the game, I haven't heard you say that in a while. Okay, can you just watch your fucking mouth for once? Jesus. At least you can understand every word that's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man, this is going to be a great show. I can already. Yeah. I hate that few people are, are, are going are gonna, to gonna go over their heads. All right, biggest takeaway from the game is that. I'm going to sound like a little bit of a, of a broken record because I said this on Open Book uh, earlier today, which this is being recorded right now on Thursday night. What show is that? Yeah, how about you go screw yourself, Jacob? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game should not be devalued or, or discounted in any way just because it was against the Bears and they're bad and they have Trubisky at quarterback. I mean, when you're... When you're trying to be a great football team, and we hear this every week, you're supposed to beat up on teams like this. I mean, for example, we saw the Jaguars come into Lambeau Field a few weeks ago and give the Packers a run for their money. We saw them almost beat the Packers in the confines of Lambeau Field. You know, granted, it was a pretty weird weather type of game, but, you know, it, it you know they forced the Packers to, to, to punt in their first three possessions. The only first down was that Robert Tunyon DPI. You know, they... They were really sticking it to the Packers, and that was a bad football team based on their record. So now you get a team like the Bears, average record. I think they were like what were we like five and five coming into this game or something, and just kind of like a mediocre football team who had had been on a losing streak. You're supposed to beat the brakes off of teams like that, and the Packers did. They dropped over forty points in this team. Aaron Rodgers was looking like Aaron Rodgers, taking everything that was available to him and uh i made i made the, i made the comparison to uh that texans game a few weeks back where he wasn't doing anything crazy he wasn't being superman he wasn't being the aaron Rodgers that we've seen uh throughout his career he was just he was taking everything that was available to him everything underneath he just wasn't being this this remarkable quarterback you know and um ben fennel actually use the term game manager, which I know has the, that negative connotation to it. Um, but it's in this sense, it's, it's a good thing. He was, he was a game manager. He was making the throws he was supposed to make guys are being schemed open and he hit, he hit, he hit his checkdowns. He hit his, he hit guys when they were supposed to be, um, you know, in, in, in the design of the play. And that was, that was one of the biggest criticisms. Uh, I think the last few years, of him, even in the first year with Lafleur, is just he wasn't playing within the rhythm of the offense. He wasn't playing um, just within the design of the play. And now you're finally seeing that. You're seeing him get into that rhythm, get into that flow of the offense. And the best, the best example of that was Sunday night against the Bears. Yeah, and I think you make a good point there with getting into the flow of the offense. The game manager portion of thing. I think the negative connotation that comes with that is the idea that he can't take over a game, right? Like, for example, Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. Tom Brady, to some degree, is a game manager. You know, the difference being, of course, outside of the confines of the offense is can you take over and win a game or put an offense on your back because wins aren't a quarterback thing, obviously. But can you do that when things aren't going perfectly? And Aaron Rodgers can still do that. But watching him manage the game within this offense has been very good. Something I talked about earlier with Joey the Jaguar and Big B from the Underage Packers podcast was last year, you know, the Packers, somebody asked what was the, one of them asked, what was the biggest, you know, issue that the Packers had last season compared to this year? And I said, the Packers didn't have an elite unit. They weren't elite on offense. They weren't elite on defense. They were an average offense last year, quite frankly, maybe slightly above and a slightly above average defense that got run over in the final game of the season. But overall, they just, they were good enough and they made enough plays to win a lot of games. That's why they were 13 and three. This year is different. They have an elite offense. And I think you've seen that on display and you've watched what 
Aaron Rodgers has been able to do. And it's been nice to see him, you know, in the early stages of Mike McCarthy's coaching tenure, Rodgers trusted what he was seeing. Rodgers trusted the offense. Rodgers trusted the coaching staff. Rodgers trusted everything that was going on around him. And the ball would come out and the ball would fly out of his hands. And you can just tell the difference from year one to year two last year, where he's a little unsure of himself, the offense, the guys around him, all that stuff to this year where he sees it, he throws it. And he, it's almost like instinctual. And they talked a lot about that this off season. So it's been nice to see that going on. So Zach mentioned my potty mouth earlier. Uh, so let's get into it. Our, one of our favorite segments of every single week. And this week it, it is Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. We cheated a little bit, but not a lot of bit, but a little bit for guys. You got to marry one. You've got to fuck one and you've got to kill one. And we are doing television shows that are based in Pennsylvania and our three shows, of course, start with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's not necessarily based in Philadelphia, but that's where Will Smith is from in the show before he moves out to Bel Air, obviously. Boy Meets World and The Office. So, Zach Jacobson, I will let you go first. You know, he's struggling. Yeah, I am because it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It is, you know, because I love easily my best, my most, my favorite show out of all three here. It's Fresh Prince. You know, I mean, I, I before we recorded this, I mean, I broke, I broke into song. I started singing the, the theme song. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I had the whole damn thing memorized. So that's kind of what inspired it, right? That's how we got yeah, into this idea. Started it, yeah. It, so oh, yeah, your fault. It, it is actually, yeah, you're right. Um, I think I would marry Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I can't, I can't be without that show. I've never seen Boy Meets World in in my life, but I think I am going to. I think I'm I'm gonna fuck that show. I'm not gonna say the name because that just it just sound it would sound very sus it would sound very suspect uh, if I said that. So that's gonna be my option, but not because I, I I want it to be or because I enjoy the show. Because like I said, I've never seen it, but I'm picking that purely out of my disdain for The Office because The Office has to die. Um, Thank you, Jake. thank you, thank you, everybody. I'll be I'll be here all week. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, the office. I am killing you. I've never been more proud of you than I am at this very moment. Maybe when you said Five Guys was better than In and Out, which honestly is an undisputable fact, but unfortunately, people just aren't quite all the way on board with that yet. Well, Jacob, I I live to make you proud. Obviously, I would like to think so. At least, um, you yeah. know, you started a really unhealthy. <laughs> you know you really you started an unhealthy trend anytime we do this show for like the first four or five shows that we did together i ate five guys as preparation because it almost felt like it made me feel closer to you so it helped uh, he, said, he, he blames me for that take some accountability for once in your damn life yeah i'm saying that as if it wasn't my problem i drove to the freaking restaurant spent the 35 dollars on a burger and fries and 35 pounded it a little bit it's like no yeah i forget it when i lived in the city i used to get um in on uber eats and it was like a six dollar delivery fee plus like the uber fee it it ended up being like thirty dollars and i was like whatever that's delivery yeah, when I get it delivered, it's 23-ish. But I got to tell you, the delivery takes something away from it. I still do it because of my overall laziness and because I'm a just a slob and kind of a piece of shit. But <laughs> I do let deliveries happen. But it is so much better going there to get it. And it doesn't yeah. beat it. Like oh, Just yeah. like fresh off the grill, obviously. It's fantastic. Fries but- so much better fresh, especially when you get the Cajun fries. Oh, my God. You know what? I have to try those. I've been meaning to. I never have. They're the best you have yeah. to have. The hard part with five guys when it comes to their fries is there's so fucking many of them. <laughs> that, yeah, like, there is no like, just try them. <laughs> like I yeah. almost feel like it's a waste for them to like give that little cup, like just get the, you're just going to pour them into the bag anyways. Just get rid of the cup. So are we all under the understanding that bag fries, like if you go to any other restaurant, right? Bag fries are the best fries, right? Cause it's like oh, a bonus. Yeah. yeah. So do those count? At Five Guys? No, I think like, when, when because they, they intentionally put they, fries they, in just the bag. Oh, wow. 
because there's no way they're fitting an entire scoop in that little right cup. So whatever falls out, they should just start serving it in the bag. See, when I was in college, that cup was a nice little thing because I'd have my burger, I'd have my fries, and then I'd have my dip spitter for later in the day. So I would just keep one of the 80,000 napkins they give you. And here's my dip cup for the next few days. When I would go to Fago, let me rewind that. No, not few days because that's disgusting. (laughs) No, you already said it's out there. It's on on the airway. I really thought one of you was going to catch that few hours. That's fucking sick, Jacob. (laughs) I mean, it's not pleasant. I don't do it anymore, but it was a, it was a nice little luxury. When I would go to uh, Five Guys with my coworker for lunch, which I think was around the time it sparked the whole Five Guys crusade, I would start on 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 Twitter and you know how much superior it was over In and Out, a noble crusade. Thank you. Uh, there was this one specific guy there every single time because it would be at the same time uh, during our lunch break at work. There was this one specific guy working uh, on the grill every time who would load the fries into our bag, and every single time he recognized us. And he lo- he purposely gave us extra fries. I think like he ex- he poured us a little more a little more into the bag, and every single time he gave us this weird shit eating grin as he was doing it. And I'm like, it, it was like just the weirdest thing. But I mean, he probably I, had a crush on you. He probably had a crush on us. There were two of us. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if he did or he didn't. But what I do know is I need to drive to California and I need to meet this man. You do it. It's it was in Seal, Seal Beach. Jacob's going to risk it all for the five guys fries guy. Listen, I need to, I'm staying with you. So, I mean, just so you know, that's fine. Yeah. I got, I got more than enough room over here. Is there more room in your mom's basement? (laughs) We actually don't have basement. Wait. You guys can share the same bed. It's fine. You can snuggle. I mean, if you're going to twist my arm. (laughs) But I'm not twisting your arm. Jacob, just get in the bed <laughs> hey if i need to then you know whatever whatever works. Be our most push the limit episode yet i feel i feel it <laughs> give us your give us your fmk okay it could um, be worse guys like i said every word what? i've said has been clear and concise so i mean it could be worse but aaron mfk fly away um this is really tough uh i'm gonna have to I know you're both gonna hate this, but I'm I'm gonna marry the office. Oh. I'll do it. I'll, you know what? No, you guys no, you are like what? in the you minority. I, no, I get it because is anybody who is married truly happy? The answer is probably not. Here we go again. You so. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jacob, do you want to talk about something? Or you- yeah, you need to. You need to get something out. My wife doesn't listen to the show, so who gives a shit? <laughs> He happens to listen to this one episode. <laughs> well, like I said, if that's if that trip to California for Five Guys Fries becomes more of a permanent stay, we all know why. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, and and but I'm gonna say up until Steve Carell leaves, um, because anything after that is just crap. So it's more that I want to marry Steve Carell. Um, so that's Let's that. pause there for just a second. Is there any mm-hmm. show that has lost a main character and remained <laughs> good? Like, for example, like the, the no. I call this the that I call this the that 70s show theory. I was and gonna say that. I, was I call it that. I call it that because it's the first one that I noticed that happening where like somebody left and then so when Eric leaves, obviously the show lasted one more season, right? There are some shows that have hung on longer, like for those of you that are fans of the show Dexter. His girlfriend dies in season four. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, Should have said spoiler alert before you said that spoiler. Yeah, but what, you know what? I'm not, I'm not an expert on this. She dies in season four and they did four more seasons after that. And it, season five is okay. Six through eight. You could probably skip, but uh, you, by that point, you're probably hooked to want to watch it anyways, but that's all beside the point. Is there any show that you guys can think of that has lost its main character. Like the ranch is another show that I can think of on oddly enough, a lot of the same characters from that 70s show, but um, the ranch well, that was Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson a main character. Cause one name I'm going to throw out um, the first season of law and order SVU. It was before um, ice cube was on it. Ice tea. Ice tea. 
Ice Cube. <laughs> Rapper has ice in it, you know. Just... It was, I couldn't remember which one is which. Come on, Ice Cube's Ice Cube. Come on. Oh, he's on NCIS. See, they're both on crime shows. Like, that's confusing for me. Detective Tutuola. Tutuola. See, I could have told you that. That's, yeah, I that's, know. I, that's all that I know really about him is from that show. Um, <laughs> but he was not on the first season and there was another girl that was on it. And um, she, at the end of the first season, yeah. basically gets like kicked out because mm -hmm. she slept with a suspect. <laughs> And yep. so they decide that she's not good enough. And so they do, I would consider that a main character. And so she left. Yeah. And but the, the main, the main characters of that show, I guess that is not a bad example though, because Elliot Stabler is one of the main characters of that show and he hasn't been true. on the show in 10 years and it's yeah. still good. So yeah. there's a good example. It's yeah. the only example we could think of. Doo -doo. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, yeah, that's the only one. Uh, Zach, to answer your question for the ranch, that's Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson. And they he had to remove that. him for some, uh, We'll call them legal troubles. Well, okay. <laughs> 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 just go ahead. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, you're stupidly marrying the office. Go on. I'm going to marry the Steve Carell office. Although I would marry the Ricky Gervais office. Although I want to point but out that she said, she has said several times she doesn't really want to get married anyways. So when did I say that? Um, I when I that? asked and you said no. Oh, that's uh, right. When you got down on your knee and proposed. Correct. That, that, was probably, that was probably her just covering up the fact she didn't want to get married to you specifically. There you go. It was just fair. Yeah. Anyway, I got to agree to it with chloroform. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> This just took a really dark turn. Anyway, speaking of this show is a disaster. If you've stopped listening by now, I completely understand. Um, so marry the office. I'm gonna fuck Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, yeah, it's so much fun, and we'll just you know the spontaneity, the goofiness. I'm into that. Um, I'm gonna kill Boy Meets World because it's too much of like an after school special where it's just seems too like sweet and whatever. And it's also creepy to think. And Aaron's an ice princess, apparently ice princess. What does that mean? Like you're an ice pick. You're cold hearted. I know, but why, why? Because I'm killing boy meets world. You just said it was like too much of an after school special. It's warm and happy and lighthearted and how horrible like too creepy to think that I'm going to have sex with that show. It feels inappropriate. No, that was the second reason. Your first reason was because it was too happy and giddy and stuff. To be fair, no, it's probably yeah. a little weird to think that we're having sex with any television show. <laughs> so if you're really good, the goal of the segment is to not think I, about it too much. It's also weird to think that we're having sex with chocolate, but Aaron still said she's going to go to town on, on what? A, a, a Twix or a Kit Kat or what was it? I mean, come on. Twix. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, oh my god! <laughs> just, just so everybody's aware, the snorting in the background was definitely not Aaron. That was not her Hopefully when she not. laughed. Yeah, I snort when I laugh. It's fine. Sometimes. Oh, okay, it's not funny if she's not like somewhat embarrassed by it. So, okay. it's my turn. Um, I gonna kill the well, way to spoil it, but Come I on. am going. I here's the thing. I am 29 years old and everybody my age that is a male, who was your first crush? Topanga. I always wanted to marry Topanga. So I'm marrying Boy Meets World because what you want to do in an ideal marriage where you're actually happy, you want to grow together, right? And Boy Meets World, yeah, it's kind of cheesy and it has some like morals of the story and it's kind of wholesome and how horrible. Aaron will hate it because duh. But... <laughs> It allows you to grow together with them. And when they get into their adult season, I guess that's the portion that I want to talk about. So this isn't too weird, obviously, but you get into that portion of the show, you marry that portion of the show. And if you want a show that talks about find someone who loves you the way Corey loves to pay Topanga walked from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, just to be with Corey. That's the kind of love I want in my life. Yes. I will marry boy meets world. God forbid there's a, there's a show that just, makes you feel happy and has nice <laughs> yeah, i didn't say that I said, god forbid Aaron. 
I don't want to have sex with an after school special. Well, you're not no, having no, sex no, with it. You're marrying great. it. Well, I already married the office, so. That's true. That's okay. Fair. So. Look, we all said that we're going to have sex with candy bars. We're too far past the point of, of no return. <laughs> no. Um, okay, again. I will say I always had a crush on his older brother because he's like Eric? a goofball. And yeah, and I always have like the attraction to the goofball. So you're asking me why I'm going to fuck Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's because I'm attracted to the goofiness. I told you that. And that's where I'm going to go because I kind of had a thing for Hillary Banks when I was a kid too. And then Ashley grew up and kind of became pretty attractive, excuse me, attractive as she got older as well. It's a good show. And funny story, my roommate from college. So my senior year, I was roommates with a freshman. Don't ask. It's a really long story. It's weird. It sucked. I was in a freshman dorm as a senior. It was great being asked by a bunch of 17 year olds to buy them alcohol. It was awesome. I hated every second of it, but my roommate was cool. And we used to watch Fresh Prince every night before we were going to sleep because it was something we both had a TV in our room. So it was like one thing we could agree on watching. And he said when he was younger, his mom told me the story when we moved in <laughs> that he used to dance in his diaper to the theme song from the show. So Brandon, if you're listening, I just told that story to everybody who listens to the show and I don't apologize at all. And I'm giving you the finger right now because that was our standard greeting. Kill. I've been waiting for this since the show started. <laughs> the next scene from the office that is funny will be the first. Oh my God. You know, the show is terrible. Terrible. Object objectively terrible. Kill it with fire, light the torch, burn it down and piss on the ashes. The office um, is horrible. Like Moving on, Aaron's. Yep. No, Aaron's, no, Aaron's mic has been muted. Do you guys see? Because I can't hear her now. So she's done. And <laughs> she's going to call me out that. because I have made a couple office references and they've been unknowingly because I've never, I've no, watched. We're going to call you out. And you said that you've hardly watched it, that you've watched like one or two episodes and you're you're forming an opinion that passionately when you haven't seen any of it. That is what I'm calling you out for. More than enough. Yeah. Nope. Just like Revolver Ocelot said in Metal Gear Solid, six bullets, more than enough to kill anything that moves. Three episodes, more than enough to rot my brain. It was enough. No. To be fair, when I called The Office remarkably average, I never said it was a bad show. Like, I still think it's decent. I understand why people like it. I thought there were a couple funny scenes. So, I mean, I was Steve, bummed. Yeah. I'm bummed because I like Steve Carell. 40-Year-Old Virgin, one of my favorite movies ever. Same. Um, maybe not ever, but I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. It's good. Right. I would be pushing it. It's, and it's, he's, it's a funny movie, but he's yeah. pretty funny in just about everything he does. What's the other movie that I'm trying to think of? He was funny in Bruce Almighty. His character in that movie, I thought was pretty funny. Anchorman, obviously. Brick. Yeah. One of my favorite characters. He's good as a side character. Just don't care for the show. So there you guys have it. We've have fallen. You well, I you haven't seen the British version of The Office. Nope. You're not and, a dry humor, are you? I can be like Arrested Development. Um, I like Seinfeld. Arrested Development. I like Seinfeld. And Seinfeld's you know, like the OG. It was, I remember when I was a kid, it was home improvement. Then it was Seinfeld. And then it was Monday night football. Yep. Yep. That's great. Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld's awesome. The, have you guys ever seen Frank Caliendo's impression of Jerry Seinfeld? No, Ooh, maybe. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Caliendo's impressions are kind of funny almost regardless, but you know, some of the, like the football guys, like the Gruden and the Madden and some of that stuff's kind of played out by this point, at least to me, but his other stuff he's done is pretty funny. And he's got, um, he did a Seinfeld one. He's done some others. They're pretty funny. Um, so there you guys have it. We've fallen completely off the rails again. If you never listen to the show again, I completely understand. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this weekend. There's a football game this this weekend. It's at 325. It's on uh, CBS. The Packers get Nance and Romo uh, for their matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's talk about real quick, guys. What what is your guys' opinion on pickles? <laughs> I'm assuming we're going straight into our heavy hitters segment before we, we talk. Are. About we we are here for heavy hitting oh, analysis, guys. That was. What did you think? 
that question was that it wasn't our heavy hitters. Stupid. Aaron, Aaron, are you giving me shit right now? Yeah, I'm giving you shit. Okay, well, that's a shame because you're the only person here who agrees with me that pickles are great. Uh, that's my stance on pickles i grew up eating pickles straight out of the jar i order pick when i get a sandwich from somewhere i order extra pickles when i get a burger from somewhere i order extra pickles i when i finish a jar of pickles i literally sometimes sip the juice i have done yeah. it since I was a kid jacob what the fuck are you laughing at man question i can't ask on the air so go on <laughs> god why not why not why not say it at this point there's a point where we draw the line (laughs) because so okay so here's the way i'm gonna ask it have you guys watched you guys have watched family guy before obviously which i don't think i've watched family guy in like 10 years is it still funny i mean the only episodes that i've seen recently were like old ones yeah i haven't yeah there's a point like you in like the last five to ten years yeah yeah, when they went, to, there was, I don't know like the exact point, but basically when they went Stewie from like murderous villain to whatever it was, he became like where he went kind of weird. And then I think they made him like gay, right? He was gay like early on. Was he? Okay, then yeah. maybe that wasn't that really the line or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe it's one of those like that, that type of humor though. Like he, there's an expiration date from, for jokes like that. He went from wanting to murder Lois to. Now all of a sudden he just kind of abandoned that. I don't know. He's just like an actual part of the family. Nobody understanding what he was saying to like people kind of understanding him. Some people do like, right. They kind of, they kind of got weird on that character. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a line, like again, a show like that has a expiration date and they've just blown past it. It's kind of the same way. I haven't, I know the Simpsons is like, they're a like huge 20, deal, but 20 years past there. <laughs> I haven't watched an episode of the Simpsons in probably 20 years. It's been a really mm-hmm. long time. The way I was going to explain this though, is there's an episode of family guy where death is in the house and he has a, a chicken bone. He has a chicken wing and he puts it in his oh, hood and it goes, straight. And it comes and it comes out and the bone is clean. And he asks, somebody asked death, how can you do that? And he said, I've done some films in college that I'm, not particularly proud of. So Zach, are there any things that you can do with pickles that you're not particularly proud of? Is is the question? No, that's the pickles. I'm talking about whole sandwiches. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> have you have you guys ever seen Coneheads? Oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Aaron, how do you feel about pickles? Please. I love pickles. Um. I was just saying before I came on the show because I didn't have dinner tonight and it's, I mean, 11 o'clock here. So I literally was just standing at my fridge eating pickles out of the jar. Um, I love pickle juice when I'm hungover because it has like a lot of electrolytes. It's a very good um, drink when you're hungover. Um, Yeah, no, I love pickles. I put them on everything. I drank pickles, pickle juice when I had cramps, like during high school football and stuff like that, probably because yeah. of those electrolytes and stuff electrolytes. like that. Yeah, it's a good hangover cure. Otherwise, I don't care. It's weird because I like the smell of pickles. And usually, like, if you like the smell of something, you like the taste. That makes sense. Those senses are, like, kind of connected, right? But I like dill pickle chips, That those those chips that Lay's made. I like those. Uh, what but- the fuck? Well, you're, ta- you're talking about like like potato chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like dill pickle chips, like the round. Ones. Oh no, 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 no. You're no, talking there's about actual like potato, potato I thought, chips. I that first two, but then he started yeah. talking about the actual lays. See, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like those. Like, I love pickles, but I won't eat like pickle flavored chips. Oh yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I will, but I won't eat pickles. You're a sick man. I am, but we've established yeah. that earlier so i mean i eat cheese on my popcorn which apparently is like i did not realize that was as controversial as it was dusty sarah and steve like actually to, or steve at least tested that out in their mm-hmm. in their pack a day podcast he and he did he got all serious he did one with queso and then he did one with mozzarella shredded cheese yep. and then he did like cheese flavoring and the cheese flavoring is good um and i do have to admit i did try cheddar on it like melted cheddar and it it was, it was like, eh. What was, their, what was their verdict? What did they? I haven't listened yet, but I know he was doing it for the podcast. Cause I suggested it. Mm-hmm. I, saw the, I saw the picture. Like laid out on the couch. Yeah, 
there's someone suggested it and tagged me in it. And I was like, don't you dare associate me with that. I was like, that was all Jacob. Happily. I'll take all the credit in the world for that. I don't even care. It's delicious. I had some of it last night. It was wonderful. Like very that's fine. I did try it. It was very underrated. It's not disgusting. Like you guys tried to make it sound like it was the same as that freaking monster animal that Zach's friends with that eats it with ketchup. It's 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 in it's in that area. No, it's not. Yeah, it's in the same ballpark. It's it's in the same ballpark. You guys aren't in the, you guys aren't in the field together at the same time, but if it's we're in the, the same ballpark, ballpark. we're talking yeah. about the difference between like the oldest park that looks nasty, like a little league ballpark is like the one with ketchup, and I'm at Yankee Stadium. Okay, that's Yankee fair. Stadium. But then by that by that metric, Yankee Stadium is like right here, and then that little league field is the like right, right next door. Yankee field for the day. <laughs> All right. I am done being slandered. We're moving on. <laughs> oh, shit. Jacob drew the line. Oh, yep. no. Yep. My lawyers will be sending you guys letters in the mail. And I know both of your addresses. So um, it's fine. You know, whatever. We'll just we'll just move on from it. Anyways, yes, we get Nance and Romo on Sunday. My first question: Do you guys like Tony Romo? Do you love Tony Romo? How's that? I love Tony Romo. Me too. I like Tony Romo. I don't dislike him. I don't dislike him. <laughs> but oh, I wish listen, you I don't. That. I don't like say that. I just. I don't dislike him. I just sometimes wish he would talk a little less. And I will say this: Last week. Romo on the broadcast for chiefs and bucks, like doing everything he could to make sure Tom Brady got zero blame was a little ridiculous. That's okay, like that, everybody though. I noticed like that's unique. But J- no, J- Jacob's right about that. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Like there, that there I mean, that's one of- incident obviously, but I, there are, I do wish that he would talk just a little bit less looking at like the overall body of, work and like you know everything he's done as a broadcaster though i think he's like he, he's like up there you know it's like him him and joe buck i think are like i the wish two. those two would pair together honestly because i, I think agree. buck and romo would make a great pairing and then i don't have to listen to troy aikman yeah i think it's a win. Troy, troy aikman honestly he weighs down that tandem like if you yeah, paired- i don't understand why people there are a lot of people that don't like joe buck though and i don't get it it's because he's with, well, one, because he's with Aikman, two, because people accuse him of being biased, which number one, let me, here's my soapbox, guys. There's no such thing as true objectivity. It does not exist. Everybody has a bias based on where they came from, where they grew up from. Cubs fans, I remember around here, were pissing and moaning that Joe Buck was rooting against them, quote unquote, in the World Series, and he's biased against the Cubs. You know what? He might have a slight issue with objectivity toward the Cubs, but he grew up going to Cardinals games because his dad is a Hall of Fame and now, or was, excuse me, the late Joe Buck Sr., Jack Buck, excuse me, was a Hall of Fame announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals. So, of course, he might have a little bit of that to draw from, but no, he wasn't rooting against the Cubs from winning the World Series. He's talked several times about wanting to be the guy who called the Cubs winning the World Series. So, there's that. Um, Overall, I think people, I think what people want is people like us who sit here and tell us how everything is awesome with our favorite team. And, and there's a faction of fans too, that will want to tell you how everything about your favorite team sucks and everybody needs to be fired and cut and traded and all that stuff too. Basically what they want is the announcer, whoever's announcing the game, they want them to confirm what they think. So I think Aaron Rodgers is awesome and amazing and the MVP and the best quarterback and all that stuff. I need the announcer to say all that stuff too. And when the announcer says that Patrick Mahomes is better and he is sorry guys, but Mahomes is better than Rogers. I just want to get that out there. So go ahead and light a torch in my mentions. That's fine. I don't care. That bothers them for some reason. And they're gushing. The media gushes quote unquote over Patrick Mahomes. It's like, guys, they did the same thing for Aaron for, they still do for 10, 15 years. It just is what it is. But that's beside the point. So I like Romo. I wish he would talk a little bit less, but overall he's very, very good. Hopefully one day they get him over on Fox and pair him up with Joe Buck. But let's talk. The Eagles may not have Fletcher Cox in this game. Their offense is struggling to put it bluntly. And 
I mean, where do we start with this? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. I mean, their offensive line, four out of five starters are missing. What's a matchup that you guys are looking at for the Packers to take advantage of uh, on the offensive side of the ball? And maybe who's keeping you awake at night if you're Mike Patton? And Aaron, I will start with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're Mike Patton, I don't know if anybody's really concerning. Um, I mean, because you know what? I am so excited. It's officially December and Kenny Clark in December is one of my favorite things. Uh, and I think, I think this is, this is the game where we, he's going to get two sacks. That is what I'm putting out there. Um, but as for my pen, I just don't think that, the, that there's much to get, be afraid of. Um, Carson Wentz looks awful. Uh, he's on pace to nearly get the triple frown. Um, you know, he's leading. I know <laughs> he's leading in interceptions and sacks. I think he's got 15 interceptions, 46 sacks, and he's like tied for second in fumbles. I mean, he is, uh, he's a mess. And this offensive line is a mess. I think um, this pass rush is going to have another great game and I cannot wait. All right. There is a, a little bit in there that I just wanted to get to their offensive line obviously is in shambles. Um, I think the, you know, I think the pass rush has an opportunity to have a really good game. It's, it's December. Like you mentioned, that's when Kenny Clark rises up. I'm calling another big game for Preston Smith. I think that he had, he had a sack, he had a touchdown. He did his little breakdown again today, which is, I'm not sure if he's trying to be like Marshawn Lynch light or if he like thinks it's funny and the media thinks it's funny, but I tend to chuckle. It's, it's, it's kind of, I think a, it was intentional. I think he did it because. He was smiling the entire time. I think he thought that he knew that people really liked it the first time. Yeah, it's funny. So I, I think that he's somebody that if the Packers can get him going down the stretch, it adds another dimension because this defense has been just below average. They're ranked 19th uh, overall and 20th against the run, 19th uh, against the pass. That's pretty darn average as far as the defense goes. I know everybody says they're the worst defense. That It's just not true. I mean, that's, that's so frustrating when people say things like that, because again, watch some of these teams try and play defense around the NFL. It's not true, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, if they can get him going, that's with the ascension of Darnell Savage in recent weeks, Adrian Amos playing better. Jair's obviously been awesome. Kevin King is back and he's played really well since he's returned. I'm not saying that the Packers have the 85 bears defense or even the 96 Packers defense out there or anything like that, but they have a defense that can be good enough with an elite offense and offense wins championships. Don't let the media fool you offense wins championships. And that's especially true in 2020 with an elite offense to win a Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to that. I look forward to a big game from Preston Smith on the defensive side of the ball. Zach, where are you looking? I want to see how they handle miles Sanders. I mean, looking last, looking last year, the Eagles were one of the three teams to beat the Packers in the regular season. That that Monday night game, I think that really shocked a lot of people, and it was a team quarterbacked by Carson Wentz. Granted, it wasn't a team that had the same type of offensive line that's going through the same type of adversity that the Eagles currently are right now. I mean, you mentioned it for the five stars are out, and uh, you know this whole year they've been just cycling through so many different combinations. There hasn't been a lot, you know, a lot of. Uh, what's what's the word Con continuity up there protecting Carson Wentz and I think that's a big big factor and that's attributed to some of his struggles but regardless he has been playing good football so I think they're going to lean heavily on Miles Sanders and it's just after seeing what David Montgomery did last week and especially that that big run at the beginning of the game that I still I still, I mean, Andy broke it down open book uh, for for Eli and I, but I still can't like kind of wrap my head around just how how slow Christian Kirksey was reacting to that play, that big David Montgomery one, uh, run. So, if you're Miles Sanders and you watch that, and you just watch some of the other things that uh, David Montgomery did, I mean, you got to just be chomping at the bit. You got to be, you, you got to be excited. You know, because I know the Eagles, they're definitely going to want to lean on him a little bit. You know, they, they don't really have much offensively outside of him. I know you got you got a former Packer in Travis Fulgham who never really got a shot in training camp. I know a lot of a lot of Packer fans are going to cry, piss and moan about that, but that's using the power of, of hindsight. Um, 
No, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, hindsight makes everything easy. So I love it. Yeah. It makes me sound so much smarter. Yeah. It makes life so much easier too. But yeah, no, that's that's where I'm looking. I want to see how the Packers handle my, uh, um, Miles Sanders, just how they combat the running game. All right. We've gone over on time. We spent way too much time being idiots talking <laughs> nonsense, basically. So not as much football this week. We promise to be a little bit better next week, but we hope you were entertained at, at minimum. So we're going to go into predictions. I like the Packers. I think their offense is better. I think Devontae Adams can have a big game against Darius Slay. Guys, let's in your prediction, I'm going to ask you who catches Aaron Rodgers' 400 touchdown pass, assuming it happens this week, and you can say that it doesn't. Uh, I am going to say that Jay Sternberger catches Aaron Rodgers' 400 touchdown pass. I, I think it's going to be someone that you're not expecting. Things like that have happened before. If you think about it, like I think 200 was James Jones. 300 was Ty Montgomery, and I know that because it's like right behind me. So it wasn't like Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, like guys like that weren't the ones catching his. I don't know who caught his 100 touchdown pass off the top of my head. So if one of our producers wants to Google that, then that would be super. But I know that it's kind of one of those. James Jones was good, but it wasn't his top receiver, especially in. 2011 when it happened. So I'm going to take Jay Sternberger to catch that as somebody of a bit of an oddball. I like the Packers. I like them to win relatively big. I say 41 uh, to 21. I think that it'll be a, a high scoring affair for the Packers. I think the Eagles turn the ball over. And when the Packer, when the Packers turn the ball over, it's like when a toddler knows you're tired, they just destroy your very will to live. And I love my daughter, but when I am the sleepiest is when she's the happiest and the most playful. So that makes things a little bit difficult. So uh, I, I like the Packers. I like them big. I think if the Eagles are going to turn the ball over, get sacked, not be able to cover in the secondary. I mean, tell me a matchup that Philadelphia wins. Unless Miles Sanders can run for 250 yards and the Eagles don't give him the ball enough to do that. So I'm not all that concerned. Zachary, prediction and does 12 get his 400th touchdown this weekend? To whom? My prediction, I have the Packers winning 42 to 20, which coincidentally, I've predicted that on two different shows. So we're sharing the same brain here a little bit. Um, kind of like my, my X factor really is kind of going to be on offense and it's going to be Devontae Adams going against that that familiar foe and Darius Slay going back to their their days in the NFC North together. There's There's that familiarity there. Devontae Adams knows what to expect from him. Slay knows what to expect from Adams and Slay. He's coming off of a game where he got absolutely abused and humiliated by DK Metcalf. Corners either use games like that to bounce back or they don't bounce back and they descend even further. Uh, and it just crushes their morale and their confidence and it carries over to the next week. I think this is an opportunity to not force feed Devontae Adams, but just kind of, Make him the focal point of, of your game plan and just kind of kind of just up up his targets a little bit. I think he's gonna be due for for a big game and Aaron Rodgers is gonna be due for a big game. That being said, with Aaron Rodgers being due for a big game as well, uh, which again, I don't think the Eagles are gonna be able to keep up with. I think Mercedes Lewis catches number four hundred. Yeah. I would I would start barking, but I just I feel like this this dog persona is gone it's going a little too far. Yeah, well, I mean, you did have to clarify on Twitter that you are not actually a dog. So it is in my bio. I I, I I started barking in the Slack chat earlier. So I mean, you did. So I'm a little confused myself. So maybe next week we'll just have to have you speak dog the entire time. <laughs> Aaron, who wins? Who gets uh, 400? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it's gonna be 45 to. 24. I thought but you were speaking about players and numbers, and I'm like, John Lovett tore his ACL. Please <laughs> no, don't pick no, no, him. No. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's going to be Packers. And, Packers and win 25, or 45 to 24. Um, but it's going to be like there's going to be two touchdowns in garbage time. So I think it's it's going to be over like at the half. Um, as for the 400, I was going to see, I was going to say uh, Mercedes Lewis too. So I'm a little annoyed, but. Um, I what I really want it to be. I want it to be Tavon Austin, 
because I want it to be that he throws it to a first round wide receiver for the first time in his career. Um, that would just be, I just want to see Twitter just explode because of that. Yeah, that would With be a lot of angry people, people conflicted <clears throat> on whether or not to be angry or excited. Um, I want to see all of those like crabby people like bitching about it. So, well, um, yeah. If there's anything I've learned is that there are some people that are not happy unless they have something to bitch about. So they'll have that and good mm -hmm. for them. And that is very much the case. I'm excited to see Tavon Austin too. I've gotten irrationally excited. He's somebody that I wasn't too high on coming into his draft, but listening to Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Amos, Jamal Williams, like all these guys are talking about him. Like it's one of those like on the margin moves that could be a big deal. Like a Obviously, Swerve and Irvin last year yeah. which i with all due respect to swerve and irvin this has a much higher ceiling like tyler irvin's mm -hmm. bar last season was literally run fucking forward like fall forward right. <laughs> gain nine yards on a punt return and we'll be out of the like last year i'll never forget this well maybe i will at some point but not in the near future Traymond Smith catches a punt and there's space in front of him. And at the time the Packers were negative eight total punt return yards that year. And he has some space. I'm like, Oh my God, he has some room to finally like kill that story. He ran sideways and he fucking fumbled out of bounds. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, we're never going to get out of this. They cut him the next week. Tyler Irvin comes in. He's the greatest punt returner of all time. The rest is history. obviously. But <laughs> Tavon Austin is here and he's going to be Desmond Howard. So I am very excited uh, to see that, you know, Tim back has predicted the other day that Darnell Savage is going to have a pick six in the Super Bowl, And our guy drew Chai put together a video that basically tells you that Tavon Austin is going to have a punt return and a kickoff return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So there's 21 points. There you go, Mike Patton. We've already spotted you 21. So, <laughs> And Aaron Rodgers, we've spotted you 21. Can you get us maybe, you know, 14? And can we get a 35-pointer in the Super Bowl? And it should be okay from there, right? The Tavon Austin thing is going to be fun. I'm excited to just kind of see what that does. Even if he's just a returner, the ceiling is higher for him. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've been, like, really excited about a midseason pickup. And I, I feel like I'm getting my hopes up a little too much, but I'm excited. I am too. But you know what? That's kind of the fun part of, of being, being a fan, right? Is we're supposed to mm -hmm. talk ourselves into this being a huge deal. And sometimes it's the moves like these that pay big dividends. Zach likes to point out all the time. Howard green was a, a nondescript defensive lineman signing. And the Nick Collins pick six obviously is the play, but that play does not happen without Howard green hitting Ben Roethlisberger's arm. So mm -hmm. There we're at it, guys. We're at the end of the show. And like I said, I apologize if I assume most of you stopped listening. We're at our 57 minute mark. I assume most of you stopped listening, you know, about 54 minutes ago. <laughs> Frankly, if that's the case, I respect it. We're recording this on December 3rd. So I want to give a special birthday shout out to someone that I love very, very much. And he's been a very important person in my life. And that is Rashawn Gary, my son. And you're, you're a very important person in my life. And uh, I hope you had a very special day. And I, I, was very happy to see that you got a spot on good morning football today talking about your foundation with dyslexia. So I'm very proud of you, Rashawn. And I look forward to you getting a couple sacks this weekend to put that all together. So happy birthday to my son, Rashawn, a happy belated birthday to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and of course, musical legend and one of the most influential voices of our lifetime, the great Britney Spears and everybody <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's like nodding her head and then she laughed at me. I, I think she was surprised that I knew that, but no, because you said it, you said it yesterday in Lombardi's bar chat and I, cause you didn't know how to spell her spelling. name correctly. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a, yeah, I've got a friend of mine who it's actually really funny. The December 2nd date is like oddly important to a lot of people. So for him, my buddy Vince, it's Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Britney Spears. For me, it's Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Gary Sanchez, catcher for the Yankees. And it's just kind of strange how many people that are like important, quote unquote, in my life were born on that day. So nonetheless, guys, it's yeah. Happy birthday to Rashawn Gary. I'm appreciative for everything you've done and all the joy that you've brought me in your short time in this life as, uh, as your father. So, um, 
I'm I very uncomfortable. I, made, I was saying, I think I've, I think I've officially made that joke a little weird. So <laughs> yeah. whatever, this whole show has been weird. The whole show has been a disaster. You can find us on Twitter. We're at game on WI. We have someone really cool who runs our social media account. I'm going to let her promo that now. Um, yeah. Follow us at game on WI, uh, and follow, find us on Instagram at game on WI and Facebook at game on Wisconsin. Um, and on YouTube game on Wisconsin. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, oh, check us what well, on yourself as well, obviously. Oh, well, you said social media. Um, so find me at, on Twitter at heroin, H E R O O I N E. Uh, I have an article that comes out every Thursday called Thirsty Thursday. It's cocktails. Um, today was a really fun one. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, last week's was really good because it was a shot of Malort because it's Chicago, but this week is an actual cocktail and it's actually a very good one that I drink um, every 4th of July because it's got some ties to our founding fathers um, and was created in Philadelphia. So, yeah. Yeah, really funny story about George Washington today. So that was, yeah, that was fun to follow mm -hmm. along with. Yep, um, catch it at check go out. Go what? ahead. It's gameonwi.com. Yep, check it out over there. And then also check out our merchandise website, which is on our Twitter page, we actually just came out, like I mentioned, with the new WWE shirt. There's some stuff on there. It's a good chance for you guys to support uh, some of the great people that go on this website. Every cent from that goes back to the site uh, and the great people that have been able to kind of put this whole thing together. So if you have an opportunity, want a T-shirt, want a hat, uh, I actually just bought the mask, the gator. Where unfortunately, it looks like going to be wearing masks until 2025 or something like that. I don't know when this will stop, but you're going to have that. It might as well be comfortable, and that mask is very comfortable. So I've enjoyed it. And it's not a lot of money. It's not going to break the bank and they come quickly. So it's not like something that, um, yeah. Uh, sorry guys. Um, phrasing. I, did, I just, I just had to hot key myself. That's embarrassing. This show has been horrible. And Aaron's a child because her eyes got like as big as the screen. After I said that the delivery gets to your house quickly. It's not like you're going to wait. If you order it now, you're not going to wait until January, the middle of January to get it. So Jesus, Aaron, it's not that funny. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And Aaron's a pervert. Oh, there's a big surprise. That's an incredible. I think I'm going to have a heart attack and die from that surprise. Anyways, please order our merchandise. We just had some new <laughs> we have a hoodie and a t-shirt. Well, soon to be a hoodie and a t-shirt. Uh, inspired by the Pat McAfee show and the WWE from the 1990s. That's pretty cool. A lot of different stuff on there. Zach, I haven't given you a chance to promote your stuff because Aaron's a perv. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not that important anyway, Jacob. Yeah, so his OnlyFans page is OnlyFans.com. <laughs> Zachariah J. No, no, it's it's just Zach A. Jacobson. I can use my full name on there because uh, I don't have to oh. hide from, from the fit. Oh, you Twitter changed page. the URL then since I made it. Yeah, right. I went in and changed changed the address. Like I said, I don't have to hide from anybody. So, uh, you can find me on Twitter at it's Zachariah J. That's my handle, and uh, you can also find me at Game of Wisconsin. I do open book with Eli Berkovitz every Wednesday at three p.m. You can find me at Packer Report as well. Uh, I had a story on Tavon Austin drop this morning, Thursday. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually upset that I didn't get to talk about him. Because he's my hero right now, but it's well, okay. We're out of time. Frankly, your analysis is just not that important to me. I know, Jacob. You made that clear uh, on numerous occasions. I have no idea why any of you agreed to do anything with me. Well, Aaron you doesn't guys... agree to do anything with me. She declines everything with me. But you know, this podcast, she agreed to do this with you. I don't think she knew I was involved. Right? Yeah, it was Zach's idea, so that's what it was. Yeah, I I technically recruited both of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for me. I'm, I'm, right. I'm pretty much, I'm the head honcho here. So both of you, have so you're the one to blame. Me. Yeah, the so both of you technically right. have to listen to what I say. So if you guys listening think, if anybody is still listening, and you think this show sucks, it's Zach's fault. So mm -hmm. you guys tell him. Yeah, bring. I'm, I'm built different. I can handle all this shit. Bring <laughs> it on. Come on. What are you, LeBron? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of LeBron, did you happen to see that the best player in basketball is facing LeBron on Christmas Day? Uh, I hope you're not talking about Luca. I sure am. 
Oh, well, that's 2021 um, NBA MVP. And it, the Lakers got to break my heart today was, because they signed Anthony Davis, and I was hoping he was going to come home. I was, I don't, yeah, that was never going to happen. That was never going to happen, sweetheart. We're so gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pull a Wade and sign him when he's like on the decline, 40. and then yeah, give him all the option. money. Yeah. Listen, there are That's options the to do. sign with like good, competent organ. And as much as I hate the Lakers, there are options to sign with good, competent organizations that can compete for championships. Or there's option to like sign with the Chicago Bulls. Wait, well, Jake, I'm the, here. The, the, Bucks, the, Bucks are, <laughs> the Bucks are playing the Lakers. No, um, Giannis is going to play out. That would have been a the- good joke if you like said it when he said it. <laughs> right. Well, no, Giannis, Giannis is getting ready to just play out the string before he comes to play with Luca. Look, I keep I keep trolling everybody in the group chats that I'm in, and I keep saying that Giannis is leaving, which I actually I still kind of think he he is. Are you trolling by calling him Giannis? Giannis, it's Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> Whatever. Look, it's it's. I've had a long two days. Can you just, can you just leave me alone? Okay. All right, guys, we've had enough. It's at Zachariah J at Jacob Westendorf at Heroin at Game on WI. We out. See you next week. to win ugly. Winning ugly gets you to this point. Takes the snap on third down. Rodgers waits, throws, right side, got a man wide open. Touchdown, and it's Robert Tanyan again. Aaron Rodgers with his fourth touchdown of the game. This is going to be a good week for the Green Bay Packers. Getting a chance to move on.